You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, this is Chris Robinson, and welcome aboard the yacht Isabella 2, afloat in the Pacific Ocean in one of the most amazing, the most unique places anywhere on our planet. I am in the Galapagos Islands, a far-flung archipelago 1,000 kilometers off the coast of Ecuador, and I am, quite honestly, in heaven. This is going to be a very special edition of the Travel Show. On location in the islands where Charles Darwin's ideas of evolution took wing and where today's visitors can still experience the same wildlife encounters that sparked that huge leap forward. A two-hour flight from Ecuador's biggest city of Guayaquil on the coast of mainland South America landed me on the island of San Cristobal and shortly afterwards... I met up with my travel companion here aboard the Isabella 2 for the next week. Francisco Pancho Dustabes, Galapagos product manager for Metropolitan Touring. Now, the Galapagos have been described as Darwin's eternal and spectacular living laboratory for good reason. This is such an awe-inspiring place, Francisco. Great to have you with us, Chris, and uh, what a fantastic opportunity that we will have to travel through the Galapagos looking at islands that are not only different in terms of their geological makeup, but islands that are entirely different in terms of their wildlife. And that wildlife is, in fact, what, as you mentioned, inspired Darwin, as well as other later-on naturalists, and continue to be the basis for the development of science. And this unique wildlife came from a unique mix of ocean currents and volcanic activity. Right. Right. The islands of the Galapagos, for example, that are in the east, in, the, in, in that area of the archipelago, are the older islands, whereas the ones in the west are the youngest of all. And what's interesting is that ocean currents play a tremendous role in the development of species and how species arrive, and then later on, of course, how they colonize every single habitat and niche available, and of course, how they adapt to local conditions. And we hope to see some of these unique species over the course of the next few days. We look forward to host you and, uh, and of course, walk through the different islands of the Galapagos, both on land and also underwater, and continue to develop and unfold this incredible place. And later on in the show, we will be telling you how to make this dream trip a reality. Right, right. Travelers are always looking forward to this once-in-a-lifetime destination, for many a bucket list destination, but there are many ways to angle that, as you well mentioned. Francisco, it's, it's fitting that we're starting our great uh, Galapagos adventure here on San Cristobal Island. It's our first island, and it was the first island that Darwin visited in 1835. That's correct, Chris. This is so great, you know, that we arrive, we come to a place like this, and then we're greeted by sea lions nearby. We feel the, the breeze, the gentle turquoise waters, and we are in that place that wrote history back in time, in the need of Charles Darwin. Imagine, after being for over 10 days on board the Beagle, he was so happy to see land. And this island itself was the first location for him. So that same beach that we're looking at, at some place nearby, 
July is where he landed first, as you said, back in September 15th. 1835. And what I love about where we're, we're, we're talking to, to each other right now is that on one side of us we have the monument to the great man himself, Charles Darwin, and just a few feet the other side of us is a beach full of Galapagos sea lions. Exactly, and that's exactly, when you think about it, what Charles Darwin went through back in 1835. So it's great that, you know, a hundred and some years later... We relive exactly the same things that happened with him back in time. And it is fitting that we're here this week, too, because it was this week, 158 years ago, that eventually, 22 years after he was on the island here, he published The Origin of Species. Correct. November 24th, 1859, he goes and publishes officially or publicly The Origin of Species. And we are in that place that you know, gave Darwin the same profound ideas that modern scientists think about with simple beginnings, with very simple uh, adventures, if you will, like going ashore in a place with a beach of sea lions and finches and (laughs) mockingbirds and you name it. So a visit to the Galapagos Islands is very much more than just about the wildlife. It's also about the human stories here too. Absolutely. Human history plays a big role in the Galapagos. And of course, most people see the Galapagos as the top wildlife destination and that's absolutely true. But there's definitely a lot of human history behind, which has a lot to do with modern thinking. And we are living it like it was, again, back in the 1700s, back in the 1800s. Charles Darwin has always been one of my great heroes. And I think his presence is going to be felt as we tour around all of these islands that we're visiting in the Galapagos. That's correct. And, and, you know, Darwin's fascination was geology. And what a better place than Galapagos with all these incredible volcanic landscapes for Darwin and for ourselves today. Part of the magic of travelling in the Galapagos Islands is you go to sleep in civilization, San Cristobal Island, and in our case, we've woken up to Darwin's Bay on the remote Genovese Island, Ooh, a full night steaming north of, of where we started. And it's a whole different world. No sign of civilization here. Um, Francisco, this is a whole different universe. We are surrounded this morning by incredible wildlife, an incredible landscape of the geology of this place. We sailed into a sunken volcanic crater that's just got a small gap. You come into this otherwise perfectly circular bay, Darwin's Bay, and we've come to one of the the great iconic sites of the Galapagos, perhaps, Prince Philip's Steps. Right. And interestingly enough, Darwin was never here, although the bay got named after Charles Darwin. But it's surrounded by great wildlife of all sorts. It's not just, you know, the seabirds. There's a little bit about the land birds in here. It's a little bit about the landscape. And definitely the water, you know, colliding, crashing right onto the, the, the rocks of the island. So we transferred from the ship by Zodiac to the foot of these steps, which go straight up the volcanic crater rim. And... Here is the Wonderland. Here is Bird Island, as it's sometimes called. And then we are cruising around the island, walking, exploring the the different corners of the island, and we are seeing different habitats for wildlife in here. And one of the privileges is that we are doing this just ourselves. We have this location to ourselves. Absolutely, and that's one of the magical points about Galapagos, that in places like this, on an expedition vessel, you can just be by yourself and definitely get to spend time with nature and absorb it from all different corners and all different angles. Now, you and I have been, of course, with our great naturalist guide, Dennis, and he's going to tell us a little bit about some of the species that we've been seeing. 
And this naturalist guiding is such an important part of the Galapagos experience. It is. It is. In fact, it is the basis of understanding Galapagos because all of us can read, all of us can see things, but the presence of a naturalist guide is very important because of natural history interpretation. So let's talk to Dennis about Genovese Island. This morning we've been so lucky. We have seen finches, Darwin finches. We saw the mockingbird in this island. We saw babies uh, here, baby boobies, Nazca boobies and red-footed. We saw the frigates. We saw the babies by the very first time taking off. And that was definitely a great morning. Oh, it, it has been a fabulous morning. Let's start with the finches because the finches, of course, are part of what sparked Darwin's great ideas here. They vary from island to island within the Galapagos. And we saw the wonderfully named vampire finch. Oh, that's true. In this island, we have four species. So far, we've seen two of the four. And the vampire has been incredible. In the north, they are actually having blood from the Nazca buoys. And it's really, really impressive. The way that we saw it was really close around us. It was. Now, the most delightful birds, I think, on this island are the red-footed boobies. They are everywhere. And they are so not fearful of, of our presence at all. You can get within inches of them. And, and they just stare you in the face and they, they've got these great webbed feet and in the trees. Oh, I think their colors are incredible too. Well, we yes. have more than 250,000 red-footed boobies, the largest population in the world. And as you have seen, their blue beaks and their red feet and their plumages, they make a really, really beautiful bird. Another beautiful bird, the great frigate bird, here in abundance. Well, actually, they are one of my favorite birds. As you have seen them, they are flying and gliding all over the place. And they are literally uh, taking care of every single cliff of this island. We've seen them mobbing the poor little tiny storm petrels and, and robbing them of the food. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they are carrying these plays, isn't it? The storm petrels are wonderful. You can see them uh, gliding and flying along the cliffs, landing on the area, and at the same time the owls waiting for them to get them from here. Well, I'm so pleased you mentioned the owls because it's really, we, we've had a special time with the, uh, these short-eared Galapagos owls. And this is the only one place where they are diurnals. We didn't, we didn't have to wait till night to see the short-eared owl. And we were so lucky. We did see that one really close there. Dennis, all the, uh, the wildlife viewings and sightings here seem unique and special, but we are just a few feet away from something even more remarkable uh, here in the Galapagos. What are we seeing? It's very unusual, and at the same time it's very special. We have a Nazca booby and a baby frigate, both sharing the spot. And the Nazca booby is taking care of the baby frigate, which is very unusual. So the Nazca booby has probably lost her trick and is now fostering a completely different species of bird. And actually, the uh, frigate, the frigate parents have to be somewhere nearby, perhaps fishing or just uh, preparing the food that they are going to bring for this uh, chick. But at the, at the same time, you have a Nazca booby taking care of the baby. <laughs> so here we have the unique sighting of a booby nanny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description indeed. To find out more about this incredible destination, check out yachtisabella.com. We're going to encounter some more unique wildlife in the next part of the show, so don't go away. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. If you think luxury is only for adults, it's time you experience happiness at Luxury Bahia Principe Fantasia, the family hotel in Punta Cana that's straight out of a fairy tale. 
Transat offers you this five-star, all-inclusive world of castles and enchantment, where taking a stroll, having dinner, or simply unwinding can turn into something magical. Luxury Bahia Principe in Punta Cana. Book now at transat.com. Vacation is calling. At Fredo's Pizza, we have over 50 years of authentic pizza tradition. We work day and night because with our apartment's rising rent, we can't afford to stop working. But while my wife and I struggle to keep the heat on at home, you can always expect fresh, hot pizza at Fredo's. Please, come in today. Poverty isn't always easy to see. This Christmas, donate to help those in need at SalvationArmy.ca. Do you find holiday gift shopping impossible? Have you tried everything? Chocolates, gift cards, whimsical knitwear, even brand new socks? Stop gifting like an amateur. Go to TELUS and get what they really want. Samsung smartphones like the Galaxy S8, starting from zero dollars. That's no dollars. Wow! You said it, tiny voice. So, if you want gifting success, head to TELUS. Available on select two-year plans. Conditions apply. Staples knows what people want. Two things. A really awesome gift at a really low price. So Staples has something new and cool day in and day out. And there's the Staples low price guarantee. Laptops, voice assistants, unlocked smartphones, PC gaming, headphones, photo gifts, and more at guaranteed low prices. For everything they really want, you really want Staples. Staples. Gifts they'll love, prices you'll love. Save $150 in the HP Pavilion X360 2-in-1 laptop, now just $649.99. Trouble sleeping? Now there's Compul Sleep, a naturally relaxing nighttime drink. Compul Sleep features a blend of natural, sleep-promoting ingredients and tastes like a delicious fruit tea. Just add to boiling water, let it fizz, drink, and then sweet dreams. New from Natural Calm Canada. Get yours today where natural health products are sold or go to naturalcom.ca. Naturalcom. Proceeds go to organicsfororphans.org. Are you looking forward to everything the new year has to offer? Why wait? You can start enjoying all things new right now at GMC's holiday event. Get up to $1,000 in total value on the all-new 2018 Terrain when you apply for a GM card. Get ready for the new year now with the versatile new terrain. Offer ends January 2nd. Visit gmccanada.ca for details. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Galapagos, straddling the equator way out in the Pacific Ocean, where the travel show is on location in this truly remarkable crucible of evolution. I'm Chris Robinson, and my knowledgeable companion here on board the yacht Isabella 2 is Francisco Pancho Dustabes, Galapagos product manager for Metropolitan Touring, the leaders in trips to this magical part of the world. Well, Francisco, I've just been wading in the beautiful uh, bath, warm waters of a, a little sandy lagoon here, uh, just feet away from uh, some seals and uh, lots of seabirds. And it reminds me that half of the experience of the Galapagos is water-based. The uh, majority of people think that only land 
programs and walks and things like that will be organized. But Galapagos is so varied that the water environment, it's also full of activities and experiences. And that's because the Galapagos is also a marine reserve. And there's lots of ways to have those experiences. And not just uh, swimming, of course, or wading in the, in the waters, as I've just been doing, but many other ways too. Absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the main thing, of course, to see underwater is snorkeling. So snorkeling will be one of those marine activities that we do. And, uh, and we realize that sometimes, you know, not everybody is a snorkeler. And that's the advantage of having a glass-bottom boat. So a non-snorkeler could see a little bit of the marine environment. You can also, of course, tour by the Zodiac boats. Absolutely. In the event that you don't walk for whatever reason, physical or just simply enough, you don't want to walk on that afternoon, we always offer coastal exploration. And with our Zodiacs, with our skiffs, we can go around the coastlines looking at wildlife. And that's the beauty of it. This morning I was kayaking just uh, inches from the cliff face of a volcanic crater with birds on every side. Right. Kayaking, it's, it's one of those activities that, you know, sometimes people may think that it's only for rivers and things like that, but sea kayaking, and especially so in Galapagos, is definitely a, a wonderful thing to do. You can get very close to marine wildlife, sea turtles and, and birds, and from time to time, yeah, a sea lion may even blob his head out of the water and breathe right in front of you. The, the other thing I would like to say about all these experiences of, of the, uh, the water-based uh, wildlife view is that they're accessible, they're flexible. You don't have to be a super athlete to be able to do these things. Right. For example, when we go snorkeling, it's not that everybody has to, you know, do a mid-Pacific oceanic uh, snorkel type of deal. Uh, You can choose between deep water snorkeling if that's your speed, or you can also snorkel from the beach if you don't have that much experience or if the beach makes you more comfortable. And snorkeling from the beach is exactly what I'm about to do. That's good. Good on you. Another day, another island in paradise in the Galapagos. Uh, Francisco, we are in Santiago Island, and Buccaneer Cove is where Darwin himself came for his longest stay on the islands. Correct, and it's interesting because back in 1835, around October, October 6th, I believe, is when Darwin landed at this location, went all the way from the lowlands up into the highlands, hiked all that area for about nine days, camped even up there, and so incredible diversity for the first time on several nights ashore. Now, one thing Darwin didn't do, which I'm sure he would have loved to have done, is to do what I did, which is to go snorkeling here at Buccaneer Cove. He would have loved that, but... but Now tell us, Chris, what did you see when you snorkeled? Well, like so many experiences here in the Galapagos, it was kind of life-changing. I had a number of amazing experiences, but two I've got to pull out as being really, really special. One was when a sea lion pup just appeared out of nowhere and played with me for 10 minutes. We we just played, we somersaulted, we we chased each other, it chased me, we came nose to nose and and looked in each other's eyes. For 10 minutes, we just had wonderful playtime until mum came and said, "Okay, that's it for a play date, and took him away. But for 10 minutes, it was just a joyful, joyful coming together with nature. Great. I'm delighted to hear that. And was there, were there any fish species that you particularly got interested in? Well, fish are galore, colours galore, all shapes and sizes. But the thing that really, really blew me away was my encounter with a giant manta ray. Wow, fantastic. Well, that's the reason why in Galapagos the marine environment is as important as the land environment. Yeah, it's 50% of the experience really, isn't it? Absolutely. And to come... 
nose to nose almost with a giant manta ray with a wingspan of something like 18 to 20 feet. I was just awe-inspiring. Anyway, that was this morning. And now we're going on to James Bay on Santiago Island for the other 50% for the land experience. So now we've come along to, to James Bay, further along in the island. We're sitting on these black lava rocks surrounded by the brilliant vermilions of the, uh, the Sally Lightfoot crabs. This, too, is a very special place. Uh, indeed. And what's interesting about it is that as we explore the black lava, we look into crevices and cracks in order to find the Galapagos fur seals. And, of course, to understand and see the differences between one animal and the other one, which, again, shows you how biodiverse this place can be. So, Francisco, let's bring uh, our wonderful uh, naturalist guide here, Dennis, into the, uh, the story. Because, Dennis, you're, you're sitting here with us. You're, you're showing us these wonders. They, they are iconic species, aren't they? Hello. Uh, yes, um, we're having in Galapagos uh, lots of animals, but definitely we're having 15 iconic species here in Galapagos. And just you mentioned one, the fur seal. And, uh, well, this morning we had a nice encounter in the water, but now we're enjoying this fur seal's area. And what a beautiful place, a remarkable sight. Yes, it is a remarkable sight. These are uh, lava tubes that reach the ocean, and they're flooded by the ocean waves as they're coming in. And on a ledge, we've just had a very, very close encounter with a Galapagos fur seal. Oh, I love the way it actually came just out of the water, and it was right in front of us like we were not there. Yes, I was inches away. And again, one of many iconic species here in the Galapagos. Oh, yeah. Well, another one of those big 15 species, Dennis, is is the marine iguana. And they are all around us here on these lava rocks. Yeah, they are pretty well blend as you actually... <laughs> you, we had an enclosing encounter with uh, the one a few minutes ago that it was pretty well blend on the rock. And iguanas are my favorites, I can say. They can hold their breath for a very long time. And it's the only one in the whole planet that dives for food in the water. So what a beautiful, iconic animal we have in Galapagos. They truly transcend the, uh, the land and the, and the sea. Nah, they live in two worlds. They rest on land, but they f- look for food in the ocean. And that's the wonderful thing, too, uh, really, Francisco, about this whole experience here, is that we, too, can transcend the two. We, too, can spend half our time on or in the sea and and half the time on the land. Certainly, and we see not only the iconic Big 15 species, we've seen finches and mockingbirds and warblers and gulls and all of that, but the iconic 15 species is the reason that makes Galapagos so natural and so Galapagos. This is what uh, has made the Galapagos famous, the penguins, the cormorants, which we are about to see, the giant tortoises, the frigate birds, the boobies and all of that. They are part of what, again, we call the list of the Big 15, the 15 iconic species. Francisco, with you beside me and Dennis guiding us and with his eagle eyes, we really can't go wrong here. <laughs> can't go wrong. It's time to continue exploring. We're going to take a quick break now, and later in the show, I'm going to speak with Francisco about how to make a trip to the Galapagos a reality. Stay with us as I'm hoping to socialise with some Galapagos penguins in the next part of the show. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. If you think luxury is only for adults... It's time you experience happiness at Luxury Bahia Principe Fantasia, the family hotel in Punta Cana that's straight out of a fairy tale. Transat offers you this five-star, all-inclusive world of castles and enchantment. 
where taking a stroll, having dinner, or simply unwinding can turn into something magical. Luxury Bahia Principe in Punta Cana. Book now at transat.com. Vacation is calling. Wow, that's a lot of lights. Yep, covered the house with 50,000 bulbs of joy for my family. Huh, or you could have got a Honda to bring home a Honda event. Lease a 2018 Civic LX sedan from just $63 weekly at 3.99% and zero down. That's bringing home some joy. Uh, You're right, but wait till I plug these babies in. Yeah, power's out on the whole block. Ah, should have got the Honda. Includes freight and fees for 60 months. Taxes extra OAC. See HondaOntario.com. Is it all in my head? Or is it tinnitus? We're with Jillian Price, chief audiologist with Hearing Life, who is here to help us understand a condition that you may suffer with but can't name. It's tinnitus. Explain for us what it is. Hearing a ringing or buzzing or chirping or it could even be a melody in your head. When there's no actual external sound. You know, for many individuals, it's extremely debilitating to listen to this all day long. There's no quick fix or cure, but Jillian from Hearing Life has news about a treatment that shows great promise in helping to alleviate the frustration brought on by tinnitus. It's called Sound Options. A sound treatment whereby you would listen to a number of customized soundtracks essentially developed for your tinnitus. You can come into any one of our clinics and we will do an assessment and we will see whether or not you would be a good candidate for sound options. The convenience of it all is quite appealing to the end user and I think we'll be able to treat a lot more people who are suffering from tinnitus. It has amazing results and I highly recommend that you come in for more details if you're interested. You don't have to have a hearing loss in order to develop tinnitus. Nevertheless, every Zoomer should have a hearing test because the leading cause of hearing loss is age-related. Arrange for a free test at hearinglife.ca. Do it for yourself and the ones you love because your hearing loss can affect the entire family. It's part of the Campaign for Better Hearing, part of our goal to test every Canadian, and it takes less than an hour. You do not need a doctor's referral. We can then monitor, keep track of changes, and your hearing health care professional will let you know when it's time to act. Again, to arrange a free hearing test, simply visit hearinglife.ca. Your hearing is our expertise. What the world needs now is more of the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where I'm speaking to you on location in the Galapagos Islands in the Pacific Ocean. And I'm hiking with Francisco Pancho Dustabes from Metropolitan Touring, the king of the Galapagos from a tourism perspective. Francisco, this is a, a pretty interesting perspective we have here. Uh, we are on the largest island, Isabella Island, and we've hiked to the top of a crater lake to the uh, surrounding edge, looking back over a crater lake that is called? It's called Darwin Lake. Right. And fittingly, we are at Darwin Lake on the very day that his great work was published in 1859. His masterpiece, Origin of Species, was published today in What a Pleasure and Honour to have you with us here on that same day as we explore an island that Darwin himself, together with Fitzroy, walked on back in 1835. 
Well, right back at you. We, we, we've been walking through uh, the Palo Santo uh, forest here under blue, blue skies, looking out over that crater lake to the channel that divides uh, this island, Isabella Island, to the, the neighbouring island um, of Fernandina. And down there, just all alone, completely isolated, no other sign of human civilization, but there is civilization on the yacht Isabella too. Yes, we are all by ourselves today. We have the pleasure of just enjoying the islands and having a deal of exclusivity for our for everyone on board. Yeah, and we're hiking in complete wilderness, and yet there is the civilization of the uh, the yacht down below. So we know we've got a comfy pillow to lay our head. Take us through what a day is like on board Isabella 2. Well, the greatness of an expedition ship is that it's got the features you need without ending into the luxury end or the top luxury end and, you know, the Italian marbled and things like, and things like, like that. This is an expedition no, ship. This is an expedition ship. That's the category of it. And, of course, the concentration here where we put our efforts is into the destination with top service on board. And that top service will include meals on the top deck from time to time, meals at a, at a restaurant. The academic component includes lectures and briefings about what happens the next day. And as you well mentioned, yes, comfy rooms with pillows and, and good toiletries and and great facilities and great views, of course, of the islands. One of the other modern conveniences that uh, so many people look for these days is is Wi-Fi. And you wouldn't expect to be able to have Wi-Fi access out here in the middle of nowhere, but you managed to do that. Yes, it is satellite internet, you know, so we have a signal, we pick up the signal from a satellite, our antenna will pick it up, and then we distribute Wi-Fi throughout the vessel, and then, of course, guests can post their things and their pictures and their comments and all their excitement that they that has happened throughout the day for their friends and relatives, so it's a very convenient feature to have. And little fear of seasickness on these voyages. Yes, of course. The advantage of an expedition ship is that it's more stable because it's larger. And let's not forget the dining. Food is one of those essential items in an, on an expedition ship. And, and although we put you know international cuisine levels in, uh, in Galapagos, we always add a little bit of the Ecuadorian cuisine. Ecuadorian delicacies are fantastic. And yes, in, almost in the middle of nowhere, you can have some of those. So as we watch the, uh, the sunset over the, the crater rim, we know that in just maybe half an hour, we'll be back in the the comfort of the yacht Isabella 2. Snacks are waiting, some drinks are waiting, and of course a beautiful sunset in the Bolivar Channel. Well, good morning. What a wake-up call we just had with the sea lions and all the action we're seeing right here in the most remote to the western side of the Galapagos Islands. It's the island of Fernandina, and you say the most western, the most active volcano anywhere in the Galapagos, the newest island, in fact. Right, youngest island of the Galapagos and the, and the one that had the most recent eruption. When you look in the map, it seems like the Galapagos uh, covers a relatively small area, but it covers a vast area in the ocean, and it takes a while to travel north of Isabella and come all the way to the west. The top predator here is the Galapagos hawk, another endemic species, and we were able to approach within two or three feet. One of the big differences here is that you can get that close to a predator, and the predator will be completely oblivious to our presence. Another one of the top 15 species we've added to our list here is the delightful flightless cormorant. One of my favorites and definitely one of the most underrated animals in Galapagos, maybe because it's black against black, but when you think about it from an evolutionary approach, it's an animal that 
arrived here flying and became flightless in Galapagos because of the local conditions. A great example of adaptation. Absolutely, uh, Darwinianism in its uh, in its primeval glory. It, it's to see these these birds swimming and then hopping out onto the rocks and and flapping their their useless wings. This is a photographer's paradise. Absolutely. And the uh, the great advantage of being on an expedition ship is that uh, the expedition leader can cater to different needs and interests on people. So he could definitely, for example, put a photographer's group earlier than everybody else to pick up the best light. So the expedition concept allows you to divide groups based on their interests. We've added two more ticks to the, uh, the great 15, the top 15 wildlife. One of the most amazing is to find penguins right on the equator. We had to put the Galapagos penguins on the Big 15 list because of the importance to the world. It's the only equatorial penguin on Earth. It nests on both hemispheres, on the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. And travelers, when exploring Galapagos, have a chance to snorkel with them and coming up to their faces. And again, you are in the tropics snorkeling with a penguin. How bizarre that sounds. It is bizarre and wonderful in equal measure. I have indeed been snorkeling with the penguins and diving down with them. And they're quite remarkable they're so graceful underwater and then I've kayaked along the coast and and seen them as they they swim above the, the surface of the water I mean truly remarkable and very small they're one of the smallest penguins on the planet according to scientists is the second smallest penguin on earth and what's interesting about it also is that it's heavily important to choose an itinerary that takes you to places that have these colonies of penguins so the choosing of an itinerary is key to understand where to go and where it stops to visit What are the penguins doing here in the first place? Well, they got carried in this way by colder water. And in this case, it's cold current or cold tropical water, if you will, coming from the south. So the Humboldt current and the south equatorial current, they brought in the penguins from the south and they established very well right at the equator. We're at Urbina Bay. I'm with Francisco and we're we're sitting here in a tree listening to the wonderful bird song. We are. We've got the, the land birds, the Darwin's finches. We've got uh, the mockingbirds, the flycatcher. Lots of action in this area today. It really is. We've had a delightful walk and we're literally walking on new land, land that wasn't here 70 years ago because this whole area of the island was uplifted in 1954. That's correct. And the place where we are shows you how active these islands are in terms of their geology. The, the earth is not all flat and, and, and static. It's rather dynamic, moves and changes all the time. And we've seen two iconic species just in the last few minutes. First of all, the amazing giant tortoise. Exactly. And it was great because we found some right along the trail. And a few meters ahead, we found land iguanas. And they're all exciting because they're getting ready for their mating season. And then the colors will change and they will know exactly that it's time to mate. These tortoises are, are just incredible. They're, they weigh more than you and I combined just about. <laughs> <laughs> and they are gentle and they look at you with their inquisitive eyes under these huge carapaces, these, these massive shells. And they could be 100 years old. Let's turn to our wonderful expedition leader and naturalist guide, Dennis, who is with us on this walk. It's not just these iconic species, it's everything else, particularly the bird life, which is so important that the naturalist guides can bring to life for visitors. It's incredible the way that we can just be seated and the birds will be flying very close to us and we just were right right here seated in a tree and... uh, 
more than four different species of finches were right next to us and they were just looking at us uh, the mockingbird was singing near to us and uh, we had a, a hawk actually as well now i've come to know you as the bird whisperer because you can bring these especially the finches uh, right to us so give us an example of your your bird whispering <laughs> okay uh, first of all i would like to uh, tell you that i've dedicated my life to study uh, birds especially and uh, this has been trying since I was a kid, and I, I finally could bring them close to me as I, as I loved. So, as you can see, all of them come towards here. <laughs> it was like a Disney film when you did that. Suddenly, the tree above us was just full of Darwin finches of different species. And just to pause for a moment again, Darwin finches. Yeah, it's it's incredible clue uh, that Darwin took from here from the Galapagos, and not just Darwin. A lot of people after him been dedicating their lives to understand more about finches. This Galapagos experience just gets more and more amazing. Every time I think Mother Nature can't come up with anything more unique and incredible, she does just that. You can see some great photos and start to put together your own trip here by visiting the website yachtisabella.com. Now it's time to relax on this beautiful yacht, the Isabella 2, and watch another breathtaking Pacific sunset before this trip reaches a crescendo tomorrow with Rabida Island and Santa Cruz Island, where we'll hike to Dragon Hill. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. If you think luxury is only for adults, it's time you experience happiness at Luxury Bahia Principe Fantasia, the family hotel in Punta Cana that's straight out of a fairy tale. Transat offers you this five-star, all-inclusive world of castles and enchantment, where taking a stroll, having dinner, or simply unwinding can turn into something magical. Luxury Bahia Principe in Punta Cana. Book now at transat.com. Vacation is calling. Tis the season to start living healthy. And during Healthy Planet's Boxing Week sale, tis the season to do it for less, up to 50%, including all pre-workout and protein, 10 to 50% off. And Jason Toothpaste, just $2.99. See store for even more Boxing Week specials. Thanks, Healthy Planet. Proud sponsor of the Toronto Raptors. Healthy Planet, 19 locations in the GTA and growing. Visit HealthyPlanetCanada.com. Live life healthy. Why wait for your flu shot? Your neighborhood PharmaSafe pharmacist is here to help whenever you're ready. PharmaSafe provides quality, convenient care by a dedicated pharmacist you can trust, and that includes your flu shot. It's all part of the service you can count on from your PharmaSafe health team. Visit your neighborhood PharmaSafe today and get your flu shot quickly and professionally from your trusted PharmaSafe pharmacist. Live well with PharmaSafe. What's more fun than dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh? Try 153 horsepower driving through the streets in a Chevrolet Cruze. Right now at Chevrolet's holiday event, you can get up to $2,750 in total value on the 2018 Cruze Sedan LT when you apply for a GM card. Sleigh bells not included. Offer ends January 2nd. Visit OntarioChevroletDealers.ca for details. We are all blessed to live in Canada. 
but with the fast pace of everyday life, I sometimes forget to count all of my blessings. My name is Aaron Waxman, and this holiday season, I am grateful for the health of my wife and children and for the health of my extended family. I'm also thankful for the efforts that all of my employees put in on a daily basis and how they always exceed my expectations. This holiday season, I urge you to think about your family and all those in your community whose lives you could make better. I wish you and your family the best of health, happiness, and prosperity in the year to come. Discover what makes a hit as John Tesh shares the stories behind his music in an exclusive songwriter's performance. Live, March 24th at Niagara Falls View Casino. John Tesh has earned six music Emmys, two Grammy nominations, three gold records, number one radio hits, and eight million records sold. Visit fallsviewcasinoresort.com for tickets. Songwriters featuring John Tesh, live, March 24th at Niagara Falls View Casino. Exciting destinations, compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Galapagos Islands in the far Pacific Ocean, where great oceanic currents collide and immense tectonic forces upwell to create a landscape and wildlife mix that is quite simply different to anywhere else on the globe. We're on location with a travel show. I'm Chris Robinson, and my guide and mentor on this trip is Francisco Pancho Dustabes, product manager for Metropolitan Touring, the pioneers in Galapagos travel. Our final day voyaging through the Galapagos Islands on the Isabella II has taken us this morning to Arabida Island. Francisco, what a place, a gorgeous beach, but what an unusual beach. Totally. Red Beach, Red Island is what we call the beautiful place called Rabida Island. And it's also great because it allows us to do so many different things on such little island. Yeah, we had four options for us. We, of course, had a beautiful walk along the beach and all that. Then we kayak, we snorkel, we did the glass bottom boat, and there was even time for coastal exploration. There was. And what I loved about uh, this experience, as, as all the experiences aboard Isabella too, was the quality of the equipment was fantastic and the quality of support was even better. That's the advantage of having on an expedition vessel support boats, our skiffs, who with our staff will take care of who is in the water, either kayaking or snorkeling or glass bottom boat. And there's, as you said, there's always support. And our final visit, our final island visit, is to Santa Cruz, where we are speaking right now, on the flanks of the aptly named Dragon Hill. The place for the land iguanas, thus resembling the shape of a dragon. And here be dragons, because we came up through the beach with marine iguanas, and then we had to run the gauntlet of the land iguanas as well. Also, I think it's beautiful, the shape of the forest of cacti. Did you like those? I love those. And if there is a final lesson for me and my uh, travels through the Galapagos, it's to look up as well. We're always looking at the wildlife, looking yeah, around and, uh, and, and in the, the sky, whatever. But sometimes we just forget to admire the landscape, which is so precious, so unique. That's why we went up to the top of the hill of Dragon Hill and looked at all the different landscapes that are around it. And because of the volcanic setup of Galapagos, every place is different from a geographically and geological perspective. The sun is sinking in the west. In a few minutes, we'll see a spectacular sunset, I'm sure. And in the bay, Isabella too awaits us. It's the perfect finale to a perfect trip. Francisco, more than anything else, I want to persuade listeners to this show that a trip to the Galapagos can become a reality 
for them. So give us your advice on how best to plan and, and book a trip to the Galapagos. Sure. Most travellers, or potential travellers rather, go on any internet search engine, and if they type the word Galapagos, they're going to be led to about 700,000 links. <laughs> so the idea here is to clarify the way and, and understand better how to travel uh, efficiently and, um, and correctly in the Galapagos. And one of them is by understanding that there are no large, massive cruise ships, you know, one of those liners that will carry two to 3,000 people. Galapagos is conceived as a small destination, and therefore the largest vessel there will hold up to 100 only. And, of course, another basic option right from the start is, is land or ship-based. That's the basics. In fact, most people will think that there are sev several ways of visiting Galapagos. Essentially, there are two. One on a liveaboard cruise or expedition vessel or small boat, and the other one is to be on a land-based program. In other words, a hotel that has day trips that take you out to the different islands for the day and bring you back to the hotel towards the end of the day. Now, let's say the listeners have, have chosen, as we did, to, to travel aboard the uh, yacht Isabella 2, which is a wonderful ship, by the way. Um, the next choice, maybe, is the length of the visit. Correct. Most travelers may think that, yeah, Galapagos may be similar and the islands are relatively close, so I am going to see a lot in a couple of days and probably I'm going to see uh, many islands in that little time. In reality... Anything less than four nights, it's a waste of time because of the distance travel and what you need to do with your logistics and all that. So anything above four nights and, and a six-night trip and an eight-night trip and even up to a 10-day trip is what is highly recommended for exploring Galapagos. And we have chosen a six-night trip and we have seen so much on this trip. Right, and it, it allows to cover different angles of Galapagos and different geographic regions of the islands. We, we've gone on this one from the uh, east all the way up north into the center of Galapagos, out to the west and back to the center. And that choice of itinerary is very important. Certainly, because it is also related to the content of the trip. Most travelers may think that all islands are just about the same and equally similar in terms of wildlife. And all islands, in fact, are entirely different. So all vessels are uh, 100 passengers or less, but within that, there's still a range of, of different types of, of yachts and boats. Yes, then we go into the smaller expedition vessel capacity, and we've got some in the 48 range. The other one could be 40, and that's where we're on right now, on Isabella 2, up to 40, and then it goes into much uh, smaller capacity. And, and each one has got pros and cons, but I mean, one of the things I love about this vessel, for instance, is it's very stable. It is, certainly. And there are, you know, certain wave action out there, the, the ocean. Remember, we do travel. We sail at night, fortunately. But, yes, in, in a couple of areas, we do get out, air, out there to explore, and there's wave action. And that's where an, a larger vessel is going to be a better fit for dealing with the ocean efficiently and travel from point A to point B. And another practicality is uh, there's a doctor on board. Yes, there is. And in fact, the one great advantage, and of course, we hope that many travelers don't get to meet the doctor, but there, it gives you just peace of mind to know that a doctor can definitely take care of you. 
Another question I uh, often ask when I'm making a, a trip of, of this kind is the environmental responsibility of the of the company. Absolutely, and because we operate in an area that is environmentally sensitive, we definitely suggest to to always uh, research ahead of time and look at what are the environmental credentials of an operator in uh, in Galapagos. And definitely, the larger the expedition vessel that you go on, the less environmental footprint per person that is on board. Now, small doesn't necessarily mean better, of course, in terms of the number of naturalists, and, and naturalists are so important to, uh, to enjoying a trip to the Galapagos. Most travellers, you know, will see and hear the, the capacity of the vessel and they'll say, for example, with this one, 40 uh, people on board. I don't want to be part of one group of 40 without knowing that there are several naturalists that divide everybody into much smaller groups. And in the case of the vessel we're on, the ratio is 13, 14 to 1 naturalists. And the Galapagos National Park rule says 16 to 1. So we have a better ratio on this one. Also, the time of year makes a big difference. I could certainly agree to that. The question should be more on the what are your expectations of the Galapagos? Are you looking for warmer water? Then maybe the hot season is the time to go. Are you trying to escape the winter? Then again, the hot season is when to go. But if you're looking for something specific, like the courtship of albatrosses, the swimming with penguins and the flightless cormorants and all that, well, maybe the dry season is a better option for you. But generally, the idea is that any time of the year is perfect for visiting the Galapagos. And of course, one of the reasons why you're so knowledgeable, Francisco, is, is because Metropolitan Touring is the leader of, of trips to the Galapagos. We put the first uh, cruise vessel, or autonomous expedition vessel, back in the late 1960s. And since then, we've been operating and improving our services and improving our fleet. Francisco, if listeners want to book their trip to the Galapagos in Canada, are there tour operators that you would recommend? Yes, there are. Some of our partners here in Canada include Goway, Gateways International, Kensington, Inti, Truffle Pig, Magic Tours, and others. And they can also do, of course, all of our vessels, including Yacht Isabella 2, Yacht La Pinta, Santa Cruz 2, and the Finch Bay Hotel. And uh, thanks again, not only for your insights, your knowledge, and your companionship over the last week, and on this travel show, of course, but also for all that you and your team at Metropolitan Touring do to both protect and showcase the glories of the Galapagos. <laughs> The Galapagos Islands are simply the most famous wildlife-watching destination anywhere in the world. It's almost impossible to exaggerate the sheer spectacle of this place that provided inspiration for Darwin's groundbreaking theory of natural selection. Just the stunning geology alone makes these islands amazing. The mix of volcanoes, stark lava formations, cactus forests, lush green highlands, turquoise bays and idyllic tropical beaches. But ultimately, it is nature's evolutionary kaleidoscope here in the Galapagos that will stay with me forever. Each landing on each island has been a powerful and a heartwarming interaction with strange, fearless and wonderful creatures. As I take my leave of the Galapagos, I can only hope that one day I can return to these islands of dreams. To find out more about travelling in Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands, do visit that website, Yacht isabella.com and there's also detailed planning information on the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website while you're there you can share this Galapagos journey further with me on the travel blog and Pinterest sites by following the links from the home page or better still of course plan your own trip to these remarkable life-changing islands 
Join me next week for another travel experience. Until then, bon voyage and cheerio from the Galapagos and the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news and views from the world of travel. There are now more options to fly between Toronto, Edmonton, Kelowna and Vancouver. British Columbia-based Flair Airlines begins service as the first low-fare carrier in Canada to fly from Vancouver International Airport, Toronto Pearson Airport and Kelowna International Airport. I reported on the airline's plans to expand its route network in September. The service will include Toronto to Edmonton seven times weekly, Vancouver one stop four times weekly and Kelowna one stop three times weekly. Flair is arguably the only ultra-low-cost airline in Canada at present. Over the last six months, they've expanded their route network, increased their aircraft fleet with two more Boeing 737s and made it easier for customers to purchase air tickets. Flair plans to be operating 12 aircraft by the spring of 2019. So do check out their website at flairairlines.com. And there's lots of flying happening right around the world. Global international arrivals surpassed 1.1 billion in the first 10 months of the year, setting a new worldwide travel record. The latest World Tourism Organization World Tourism Barometer shows a 7% increase in international travelers on last year between January and October, amounting to an additional 70 million arrivals. The organization said strong growth across the world reflected a global economic upswing, with destinations in southern and Mediterranean Europe, North Africa and the Middle East showing extraordinary increases. South America led the growth in the Americas with a 7% increase in arrivals. Central America and the Caribbean saw 4% growth apiece, despite hurricanes Irma and Maria. North America saw only a 2% growth, and that was only because of Mexico and Canada. The United States suffered a significant decrease in arrivals, which many in the travel industry are calling the Trump effect. The top source markets, i.e. the countries people are travelling from rather than to, are China plus 19%, South Korea plus 11% and the US plus 9%. Well, perhaps this is also the Trump effect in action. Canada, by the way, was also plus 9% and we are increasingly becoming one of the great travel nations of the world. The deal of the week is with La Boat a new company in Canada offering luxury river and canal cruising trips. Give the gift of travel and celebrate the holidays with savings of up to 15% on 2018 cruises from the boat. And here's just one cruise idea. Royal Wedding Watchers can join the celebrations in May 2018 from their own private Le Boat cruiser. Travel to Windsor Castle, Kensington Palace, Hampton Court Palace and quaint English villages along the River Thames. This offer ends on December the 31st. Go to their website for all the details. That's leboat.ca and click on this special offers tab. Next week's travel show will be all about the travel loyalty program Aeroplan. It's a way to make that bucket list travel plan happen. A way to travel more often than you might otherwise be able to. Or to dare to dream of a trip that otherwise might be out of reach. And in particular, it's a way to travel smart and to make your travel give back to you.
Drop by the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this next show and while you're there, check out the new Pinterest and blog postings for the Galapagos to tempt you to travel to this exotic destination. Just go to the links for both of these on the homepage. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio to get the inside scoop on Aeroplan on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.